Hello and welcome to the Netball Nation podcast. I'm Emma Louise Jones, your host, and as always, I'm joined by Sarah Bayman. Hello. And Maggie Bergershaw. Hello, all. How are we both, ladies? All right? Yeah, good, yeah, thank good, you. Thank you. It's Wednesday today, isn't it? All day. I'm right, aren't I? All day. All day. Well, it's good to have you, but good to see you both again. Uh, right, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the results from round nine of the Vitality Super League. And we'll, of course, be covering the round two rescheduled game between Wasps and Thunder. Yes, oh, we sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who saw that one coming? Didn't even bring my purse in today because I'm just killing <laughs> that, it now. She's that she's on confident. A roll. She's on a roll. <laughs> now, we've also got a very special guest joining us all the way from Australia. Ooh, this is someone that Sarah ding, knows ding, very well. Ding, ding. <laughs> it is, of course, Sarah's lovely fiance, Stacey Francis, who'll be taking time out of her busy netball schedule to tell us how West Coast Fever got on in their pre-season tournament at the weekend. And, of course, we're going to need wedding updates from Yeah, the her. important stuff. So far, we're only getting them from your side. And that's not good enough. Why do, why do you think the difference from different sides? <laughs> Anybody who knows them will know yeah, that's why yeah. it's different. Hey, we hope they're different anyway. <laughs> uh, and finally, of course, we celebrated International Women's Day last week. And I'm going to ask both Sarah and Maggie to tell us about strong women in their lives who've inspired them throughout their netball career. Is that all all right with you ladies? Yes. Sounds fab. Perfect. Welcome to Netball Nation. Well, firstly, before we get into round nine results, we have to talk about the highly anticipated round two match between Wasps yes. and Manchester Thunder that took place last week. Yes. This is incredible. Uh, defending champions Wasps faced their first defeat of the campaign, and it was Thunder who took a convincing win, 55-64. Now, Sarah, of course, we were applauding you because you got it right. Of yeah. course yeah, I did. did. I mean, it's typical, that, in it, of you, that you get it wrong all the time, and then the big game, the, the big one, game, she the nails big one, it. yeah, you got it, it Just won. lulling you all into a false sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> that does mean, though, Maggie, that you now need to put your hand in your pocket. Yeah. You didn't call that one. I did not. How the tables no. turn, eh? Uh, right, what do you make of the result and Wasp's first defeat, ladies? Well, I think we've always said it was unlikely that any team was going to go through the season undefeated. Um, I think what was a little bit unexpected was the kind of up and down nature of teams. So Thunder obviously lost away to Bath, which is a fixture they actually normally win. And then they go away to what's midweek, which is a difficult, difficult fixture and go and win it. So like, really well done to Thunder because they played amazingly and it was all off the back of a like a big, a big defeat, wasn't it? Yeah, and off off the back of a fantastic start from Thunder, they started the, the game like a train, and then Wasp just could never cut, like claw could them back up. in. And isn't that just proof that anything can happen? It truly, well, is. Well, we'll say it again. You know, there's been some really close games. There's been teams that have been looking like they were about to turn the big names over, just couldn't quite finish the game out, and then Thunder went with the bit between the teeth. Weren't phased by the fact that that were at the you know the Rico playing in Wasps backyard. They just and, were on it. I mean, it's like it's not a massive shock. It's not like bottom against top or anything like that. Um, and like I said, Thund- Thunderbeat Wasps once last year as well. Um, but I just think off off the back of what they were both coming into that game off, um, it was an impressive performance. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. And we, we've spoken before about the fact that Wasps might feel under pressure about the fact that they've got an undefeated record. Yeah. Do you think now they might actually be going? I well, don't think so done. because I mean I think people are still chasing them. Who wants to be chased? I'd rather be chasing all the way through. But do you not? So do you not think now that wasps might be going? Actually, it's a bit of relief. That I, we've I think been... I think there'll be a slight amount of relief that, like like we said, the pressure builds week on week if you go undefeated all all the way. Um, but 
teams teams now will also like they're still chasing wasp but they also know what they've got to do to beat them yeah, yeah. and so. they'll be pra- they'll be quite pragmatic as well will wasp because you know they say bottom line at the end of the day all you need to do is end up in the top four and they are still top of the league yeah, yeah they are and and you know we talk a lot in netball about you know pressure being a privilege because if you're under pressure it's because you you're, you're doing, doing well right. and people yeah. people want to beat you so you've got to kind of see it that way it's not like oh I like I, f- I feel the pressure and that's a terrible thing. You've got to almost enjoy being under that that pressure. And I think Wasp have got enough experienced players to to be able to feel like that to know that. Yeah, and it be exciting for them almost. Well, we'll come on to chat about how they responded in their round nine fixture against Seven Stars shortly. But uh, firstly, the weekend saw some more great fixtures, and of course, we're going to start with our very own Sarah. Yeah. Drum roll. <laughs> on the trot yes. and what a win that was a great yes. scoreline as well incredible incredible I feel like now Mags just before we go into that we need to get a separate kitty what, <laughs> for the wins. How long, what, to see how long Loughborough's winning streak is I noticed <laughs> you saying that the week before we play Wasps oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, just said, she's just said that pressure's a privilege yes exactly <laughs> it is, it is. but you must be buzzing yeah yeah really happy um I think the kind of testament to to the team at the minute is that they came off disappointed that we only won by 13 because we felt like we should have won by more and um, we kind of took our foot off the pedal a little bit. So that's a kind of sign of how far we've come in in the fact that Dragons Away is a tough fixture um, for any team and they're a proper banana skin this year because they've got some really strong players. So um, yeah, happy to to get a 13 goal win and even even happier that you know the girls all wanted more from it as well. And it was, yeah, because like you say, it was 57-70. And uh, last week you were saying about the performance against Pulse, you were kind of going, yeah, you know, it was good, but do you yeah. feel better about this one? It was better than Pulse. Mm. It's not where it's going to have to be against <laughs> Wasps. <laughs> what was the difference then, Sarah, between, you know, the Pulse game and this game against Dragons? I think we just controlled the game more against uh, against Dragons. Like we, like I say, we we took our foot off the pedal a little bit in terms of we didn't push the score on as much as, as we would have liked to, but they never came within striking distance, right. whereas Pulse, they genuinely did. Um, so I think the fact that we we remained in control of, of 60 minutes of netball was really pleasing. Um, I think, like I said, against a team like Wasps, if you get out there you've, and it's you've got a foot, foot on, on the throat, you've, you've got to just... Yeah. Yeah, you've Pretty nerve-wracking, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, gulp. Uh, right, well, well, we'll talk about that a bit more in a bit as well. But you both called the next one, ladies. Mavericks continue their excellent form and took a comfortable away win against Sirens 38-68. They've got to be happy with that. Ecstatic with that. Yeah. You know, it's just building week after week. Just, you know, like we talk about these small margins, they just keep stepping it up, stepping it up, stepping it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the shooters are on form. They can do nothing wrong. They, I think the speed and agility of their attack is just cutting through most defences. Um, and it's just going great for them. And Sirens now as well are facing a tough fixture next round away to Storm. Uh, so they're going to be keen to put in a good performance after a bit of a hammering at home. Yeah, uh, Sirens will. And I think they were, they've been without Katsui Vaiti for the last couple of weeks, which makes a big difference to them. Um, but they'll, they'll still be disappointed to lose. Like, I think that was the first game they've played in Edinburgh um, against Mavericks. So to lose by that amount and then have to go down to Storm, which is like the furthest trip yeah. for them, is, is a tough a tough week for them. Yeah, but we talk about not one person being the team. So, you know, this is what the girls on the bench look forward to in some respects. It gives them the opportunity to get off that bench and show the coach what they can you do. You always say that, don't you, Max? Yeah, you I always do. go back to actually... Yeah. It does. I mean, Kat does make a difference. If you can get the ball to her, you know, we've all commented on, on her sk- uh, skill and her ability. However, there are girls sat on that bench who get the opportunity now and they should be grabbing it with both hands and, exactly. sh- and showing the coach and, what they can do. Uh, we, we, 
the luxury that Sirens have got is that it's made of mostly of the Scottish Person, team. Yeah. So they whoever goes on knows the girls they're playing with. Yeah, yeah. They'll have played in that. And you're in the run-up to a World Cup. So the more time you can get together as a, Absolutely. As a national team as well, the better. And like you say, it's just about grasping that opportunity and going for it. Yeah. Uh, the weekend also saw wins for both Manchester Thunder and Wasps. Thunder beat Storm 66-42 and Wasps beat Stars 54-47. So firstly, Thunder. After a pretty tough run of games, they've got to be pleased they managed to back up their win against Wasps with a pretty comfortable win then against Storm at home, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, that's a really big win against Storm. Um, I know there were a few injuries in that game, actually. So I think two Storm players and mm. Carolina Hanlon from Thunder went down. I don't know how serious any of them are, but um, yeah, massive win for Thunder. And I think both them and Wasps had a bit of a hellish fixture list for a couple of weeks. So they'll be pleased to get out of that with a win. And it does mean as well that that's a third straight loss now for Storm. Uh, they'll be looking to respond with a win against Sirens in the next round. And their run of results is quite interesting because we were saying how they were sort of informed when we were talking about that. And then since their defeat to Loughborough, <laughs> it seems like they've lost momentum, doesn't it? M- Loughborough have done them. Yeah. <laughs> it was their Achilles heel. Their Achilles heel. No, but as a coach then, Sarah, how do you change things up and ensure that your team can get back to winning ways on a street like that? It's, it, it's tough because... Winning and losing are both both become a habit, mm. and so if you if you're in the winning habit, you'll sometimes win games that you don't deserve to, just because you expect to win. But the the same's for losing, and I think that that's even harder to get out of because, you know, you you can be up in a game and your your thought is right, we're up, and we can't throw this away. Instead of going, we're up, I want to keep going, keep going and, and yeah. that you're going, oh, like we can't throw this away now. It's going to be terrible if we lose from here, and. You've got, like, you've got to kind of switch that negativity off. Mindset, isn't it? Yeah, it is a mindset, and and it's a tough job when you when you've gone a few on a on the bounce, and hopefully their injuries aren't too serious because I think if if they if they've got injuries as well, it it'll make it really interesting with Sirens. Um, Sirens beat them on the on the Super Saturday opening weekend, um, but if if Sirens don't have Cat, I'd expect Storm to win quite comfortably. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go and. I think Mickey Austin's got a big job on this week just to kind of get them in the right headspace to to take that game. Yeah, well, it'll be one to watch and we'll be placing our bets later, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> we will. yeah it is. Uh, now, Wasps responded extremely well on Sunday following their defeat to Thunder earlier in the week and they bounced straight back with a 54-47 win against Seven Stars. However, Stars pushed them right, right to, to the, the very yeah. end and they were only three down with five minutes to go, weren't they? Uh, Wasps did pretty well to grind that out. Well, they're a class act and we've always mm. said that, that, you know, they... They've won so many games. They know how to finish a game out. They know how to to calm the storm if they feel that the you know the ship's rocking a little yeah. bit. And you know, hats off to um, stars. You know, they pushed them right yeah, to the end, well. and, and they played well. And they must be happy. I know they didn't win, but they've got to be happy it's with the performance. their performance. I think it's the performance that yeah. they will be pleased with yeah, rather than sure. the result. And I think you can see with stars that they're building. You know, they they kind of they've had a, a, a bit of a dodgy start to the season, but now they're getting better and better. And I think every every team. That's playing them in this second half of the season. will be going, oh god, yeah, like this is not a far gone conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a tough one. Uh, Monday Sky game as well saw so Team Bath looking for back-to-back wins, and they were travelling to the Copper Box Arena to take on London Pulse. Bath had Serena back yes. uh, for the first half. Good to see her back on court, and Bath were fairly comfortable uh, and up by seven at half time. Do you think they benefited by having Serena and Ebony both back on court? I think any team would benefit having yeah. Serena and, yeah. you know, on the court. Um, but did she come off at half time? I think she came off at half time, yeah. did she not? Amelia yeah, went she on. did. Yeah. A strange game. Mm. Because I always thought that, that Bath looked like they were just piling a few game uh, points on and then they were just going to take the game away. But they just kept being pushed back and pushed back. Um, 
and very unorthodox play, very short game, um, you know, played by Pulse, and they never looked to quite get into their groove, but yet they were still in the game, and they just kept ticking away, getting the odd goal, yeah, making mistakes, but I, I found it quite strange and hard to watch uh, Pulse's style of play, and yet Bath didn't capitalise on it and, and yeah. run away with the game either. It's, I think it's a, yeah... It's, it's an odd one because I don't yeah. think Bath ever looked like they were not going to win that game because they were so far up at, at times. Um, but if Pulse can put something together a bit earlier in the game, mm. they'll start turning teams I'm, over. I'm kind of a bit worried now for the teams that are going to come up against Pulse because I, if it had been another 10 minutes to that game, yeah. I really don't know what the result would have been. Do you yeah. think there's a chance that Pulse could or believe that they could take wins off the top four, some of the top four teams? I, th- I think, yeah. On a good day? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think having played them the other week and, and we kind of oh, yeah. we similar kind of let sort of yes yeah, similar sort of thing happened and, and we ended up winning by five and and sort of yeah scraping home and Bath did the same I I think if you're playing for Pulse you'd be like well we're not going to make top four but we can stop other people and, and that you that know, becomes motivation yeah. in exactly itself. that instead of them being mm. the top four being your motivation that is almost just as good a motivation yeah. to go well let's yeah. see what we can do yeah what damage you can, can still do. have an impact yeah well that win takes Bath to fifth in the table behind Loughborough uh, but they do have two games in hand so sorry you're mm-hmm. going to be playing Bath in round 14 mm. big game for you that isn't it yeah it's a, it's a massive game but every game's a big game at the minute yeah. I think because the way the league is and because there's no like guaranteed wins anymore so I think in previous years in Super League you'd be like oh you know we've got this game, we're going to win that. And then you're almost looking towards the next week. This year, it's like you've got to, you've literally got to take one game at <laughs> yeah. a time because you go, if we slip up here, the, the race for top four is so tight that, you know, one slip up and everything changes. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a huge game. An intense period. Yeah. Uh, and finally, ladies, our friend of the show, Richard from Netball Wales. Do you remember him? Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah, he likes to pop a question in every so often. <laughs> He's kindly sent us over some stats related to the Vitality Super League games played so far. Tell me what you think of these, right? In seven games this season, the team that was behind at the end of quarter one came back to win. So that's just 16%. Just okay. 16%. In two games this season, the team that was down at half time came back to win. So that's just 5%, which is quite interesting wow. to look at. And finally, this is a pretty surprising one. No teams have come back from behind at the end of quarter three to win the game. Interesting. Mm. So although we've seen a lot of close games in the competition this season, which is, you know, which is exciting, Richard's yeah. stats seem to indicate that games are pretty much then, they're decided at half time. Yeah, based on those stats. Well, there've been some great starts. Um, for well, I say when I say great starts, there's been some great first quarters across the game so far, where it's been neck and neck, a goal in it, two goals in it, which would suggest that it's going to be a game that's going to be a proper fight to the mm-hmm. end. But then second and third quarters are where teams are dropping out, and some some teams are scoring like twenty goals to six or seven. So first quarter, I always think we've got a game on our hands. Yeah. But then the more experienced teams seem to just step it up and take it away second and third the winning quarter third quarter do you think now we might see that change as we move into the second half of the season as coaches become more sort of familiar with what combinations are working and stuff I, th- I think possibly and I think it'll have to change for some teams because you don't want to go into like first quarter breakdown and be like oh well this is done do you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's all save right. ourselves 45 yeah. minutes and see go home now and you know some some teams are sort of renowned for for being able to fight back from from being down as well. So I think it's it's actually a really important skill to have to to kind of just hang in games and and tough it out for 
for a period of time when you're down and and still be able to win yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, so I, those are surprising starts. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if if it changes slightly in the second half of the season when teams have learned a little bit more about each other as well so actually you know you might be down but you know what you've got to do yeah well thank you Richard for sending those stats in and if you don't mind send us some more in yeah Stato you know in a few months Stato yeah <laughs> Richard Stato cheers mate send us some more in in a few weeks yeah. and we can, we can actually see if there is some sort of correlation yeah. there right we are so excited now to have a very special guest on the phone please welcome Stacy. This is, this is proof that you exist, Stacey. <laughs> yeah, it's not a figment of your imagination. <laughs> now, do we say, what is I'm it? I was going to say, for Sarah or for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> is it good morning, good afternoon, good evening? What is it? Because you're over in Perth, aren't you, Stacey? I am. It's technically good morning, I guess, but it's quarter past 12 at night. Oh, wow. Well, we won't keep you too long. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Um, now, we've got a few things to get through, and I'm sure as your lovely fiance is here, she'll chip in quite a bit as well because she'll have something she wants to ask you. First up, you spent the weekend playing for West Coast Fever in the Suncorp Team Girls Cup, didn't you? Uh, which is the pre-season opener for the Suncorp Super Netball League that kicks off at the end of April. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, how did Fever get on? <laughs> oh, sore question. Oh. Um, Starting with a rough one here. <laughs> get it out of the way. I know. <laughs> they weren't giving out wooden spoons. But if they were, we all would have come in home with a wooden spoon. Oh dear! No, but only half a wooden spoon, right? Because you you drew the last game. Not even a whole wooden spoon. Give a girl a break. <laughs> Sarah will be her harshest critic. I know. I was going to say, my God. I was texting him in between games. You know what she could fix up on. <laughs> it's just as well you're so far away. <laughs> it's like the Jeremy Kyle show, isn't it? <laughs> Netball. Everyone's cocky when they're ten thousand miles away. <laughs> Um, but how, how are you feeling after that, Stacey? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, we are. We're really good. I know, um, you know, it's wonderful to win games in pre-season, but I don't recall ever a team that went through pre-season unbeaten and then were also able to win the league. We had some really clear goals that we wanted to come away from. Well, we wanted to measure ourselves against, at least, when we played the games, um, both attacking and defensively. It was our very first hit out of the preseason, and yeah, like the team, the team were good. Everyone's pleased. I know that all the team's attitudes were very much the sim, like the same. Just trying to go with the flow, to put their training environments into practice, and just to see what happens and what they've got to work on. And obviously, we've still got a bit more to work on, but fortunately, we've also got a bit more time to go as well. I like that. Very positive. Very, very positive. That's, yeah. that's, that's the end of the podcast now. After that, <laughs> that answer. But, but in all seriousness, taking back what Stacey just said, you know, two very, very magical words there, pre-season. Yeah. You know, it is, and it means nothing. You know, we've still got weeks till the season kicks off over there. And it just allows people to have a little peek at each other. Yeah. yeah. What does it look like at the minute? What does the rest of pre-season look like for you, Stacey? Well, that's kind of the start of a new phase for us. So we have been in training at West Coast Fever, at least, since October. So quite a while. So it was a really refreshing change for us to actually lead the state and to play against opposition teams as opposed to ourselves and our training partners. So that really kind of 
kick-started that new phase of training for us. We've got a couple of weeks back um, just in our normal bubble at training. The diamonds go away and then we head to Bendigo in Melbourne, Victoria for another pre-season competition against the Magpies and the Firebirds. And then we also are bringing over Vixens for two games in Perth um, a few weeks after that. So not not very much time to go, but definitely lots more matches to go, which is excellent for us, given that we had such a positive result after a really comprehensive pre-season schedule last year. That all sounds so exciting. It makes my life sound really boring. <laughs> Everything that you just said there, Stacey. Stace, um, like Magpies won at the weekend, Collingwood Magpies with Jeeva Mentor, big up the UK players. Um, <laughs> how impressed were you with them? And Previously, they've like struggled to turn like a really strong lineup into winning. Do, do you think like that preseason shows that they might be able to do that this year? Yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic question. Magpies have definitely been the team that have been spoken about since the inception of Suncorp. They signed a phenomenal team two seasons ago and really, I think, underachieved given the wealth of talent that they had. But it kind of they're a perfect opportunity to bring out all those cliche sayings about that, you know, there's no, that superstars don't make championships. And they, again, have a fantastic team and they went through the preseason competition unbeaten. Um, and I think they were probably, I don't think that they were actually missing anybody, although Ash Braz just popped off in the middle of the tournament to play a football game, as you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't even believe that's allowed. <laughs> and do you know what, though? What I love is that um, your positive mental attitude. I feel like sorry you need to take note here this is amazing <laughs> this is like this is yin and yang yeah, you know we're ba- balancing each other out I mean this is the first time that I've spoken to you Stacey and I get it now I now get it um, I mean sorry to remind you of this Stacey because you are so positive but last season Fever lost in the grand final to Sunshine Coast Lightning um, mm. what can you take from that and how do you make sure you go one better this time um, yeah I think we changed so much last year we completely overhauled our game plan we obviously signed the phenomenal Janelle Fowler who makes a huge difference to our lineup in general but we also did an awful lot of work away from the court as well on our culture and our values and our behaviors and it was definitely something that we were missing in the first year where we finished second to last. So in the grand scheme of things, to finish second top is a phenomenal achievement. The change that you saw in the state of WA for netball in general was just phenomenal. The following over here is definitely more significant than it is in England. But to literally turn a whole city green which is what we did in the two weeks leading up to the grand final was a phenomenal achievement and it was the first grand final that West Coast Fever had ever made let alone hosted so I think for the club as a whole and for the state um, and also for what we did for netball in general to have broken what records of people attending the game and also watching the game on TV and through the app was a phenomenal achievement and something that I would definitely reflect on as being a fantastic achievement. But we play to win and we are so hungry to continue to bring success to the state and to make it that it isn't just a one-off and, you know, we also aren't just a one-player team, which I think was the misconception that was drew against us last year. And 
I think we have a bigger challenge on our hands this year. We, it isn't really about making wholesale changes and overhauling a game plan. It's the boring, nitty-gritty professional sport aspect of finding those one or two percenters. But we are incredibly motivated. And I think even coming off of the back of this weekend and um, not having got the results that the external people from the team expect us to, it doesn't mean that things aren't going well. Um, and it certainly doesn't mean that we're we're consigned to being bottom of the table again. It means that we've still got some more work to do, that other teams are closing the gap um, and that it's going to be another exciting season. On a lighter note now, we've heard a lot, myself and Max, <laughs> from your lovely fiancé uh, over the last couple of months about the wedding planning. Have you been kept in the loop yeah, with what yeah, we've yeah. been planning here? Yeah, she knows all about the snooker hall. <laughs> she knows that's happening. Does she know about the entertainment provided by Mags's oh, nephew? She, yeah, you're excited about that, aren't you? I'm, j- I'm just going to put words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, over yes, at your dear. end... <laughs> yes, dear. No, dear. Stacey, have you done any planning at your end? I have done lots of planning. Yeah, I've got Sarah addicted to Pinterest. Um, I shoot her many, many pins a day. And I put together a PowerPoint when we were looking at... Um, yeah. So venues. clinical. This is actually true. <laughs> Go on, you put together a PowerPoint of what? Of, of, of venue choices and options. Um, there was like a nice little table for us to be able to compare some common trends across the venues. And I was very, very upset when Sarah's opinions didn't marry up with mine um, <laughs> this is amazing this is the problem when you're complete opposite it's like it's it's great day-to-day life and then you come to deciding something quite big and it's um it's difficult do you like, just want to go off somewhere Sarah and just yeah, do it I just wanted to do it on a beach with like three people <laughs> but do it you know we we have got a whole like we've got a whole thing to decide here well Stacey if it's all right with you can we check in with you again maybe in a few weeks and see if there's been any wedding developments well, also to check if I'm still invited, because Sarah just said a wedding on a beach with three people. I'm not sure what's up in one of those three. Oh, Stacey, you've been an absolute dream to have on. Thank you. Do you know what? It's lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on, especially in being so lively at that time of night for you. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's fantastic what you guys are doing and I really do think the podcast is amazing and obviously even more so now that we've managed to wedge Suncorp Super Netball into into the mix as well. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say now that excited. I've been on it. It's even better now <laughs> that I'm on it. I must admit I thought that's, that was what was going <laughs> yeah, So did I. Do you know what? Let's give the lovely Stacey Brands. Thanks, Thanks Thank you so much. Take night, care, night. Stacey. Now, as I'm sure we're all aware, I'm sure every listener of Netball Nation is aware, we celebrated International Women's Day last week. Congra- Do you know what? Round of applause for us, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Really long one. We really oh, deserve it. We deserve it. Congratulations to us, ladies. Uh, now, you're both, of course, ladies, enjoying a fantastic netball. I thought you were going to say you're both ladies. <laughs> so I believe we're all female. No one's checked. No, we, we think so. Now, you're both enjoying a fantastic netball career, but I want to find out who helped inspire you along the way and helped sort of mould you into the people you are today. So, uh, Sarah, I'll start with you. Mm. Who's your sort of growing up? Who was the woman that you went, do you know what? I'd like to turn out like you. Oh, I, I mean, it's a tough one. I, I don't think I, I necessarily thought about that, like I want to turn out like you. But I think like probably two two of my coaches throughout my career were sort of the, the biggest drivers in sort of fostering my love for the sport and keeping me in the sport. And one was um, Mrs. Hart, who was my um, high school PE teacher, who just, you know, I look at it now from from someone who has a job 
Mm-hmm. And I just go, oh, God, your husband must have hated us. Mm-hmm. Like, she was out every night. She, like, ran mm-hmm. lunchtime clubs. Like, And it wasn't just netball. We were doing cross-country and all sorts of crazy stuff. So um, she was she was just awesome um, and just always kind of, like, so encouraging but always pushing us to, to be better and, you know, to improve as well. And then I think when I got to Bath University um, – Lynn Gunson, because she she kind of kept me in the sport. I, I would have probably just played football and really, yeah. Why? What? Well, that's. I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah. You've got to talk more about that. Um, in my in my A level year of of living at home, um, I didn't have a great experience with netball. I was sort of a little bit disillusioned with it, and and so I, I got to Bath University and was like, oh, I'm probably I'm probably just going to play football, um, because I played both sports anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I got there, and. Lynn sent Bianca Modest, um, one of the older girls, to corral me one night on a social because she obviously knew where to find me. <laughs> yes. And it was like, Lynn wants to see you in her office at 9am tomorrow morning. I hadn't seen 9am for I don't know how long. So I was like, okay. And I, I sat in Lynn's office and she was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you not playing netball? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I just don't want to. I'm going to play football, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, you're going to come training for a week. And then if you don't want to play, you don't have to play, but you've, you you come training for a week. Training was at 7 a.m. Oh, like, my God. I was Gosh. like, I, I, I rang up my mum after the first 7 a.m. training session. 18-year-old <laughs> girl. I just cried. I was like, mum, I can't do this. I can't do it tomorrow. I can't do this. Um, but I literally went for a week. We had netball initiation, netball social. I met all the girls. It was an incredible group of players there at the time. Tamsin Greenway was there, Pam Cookie, Rachel Dunn. It's just like now it's like a who's who of netball. But mm. after a week, I was like sold because it was such an awesome wow. group. But if if it hadn't been for Lynn, um, I'd have stopped playing at 18. Amazing. Shout out to Lynn and Mrs. Hart. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. those kind of people. And do you know what I think it is more than anything? It's their passion and the time that they're prepared to invest in you and the belief that they yeah. have in you. Yeah. And I think the combination of those things really makes for somebody that you aspire yeah. to. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and I mean, obviously she was there at 7am every day too. I mean, if I didn't want to be there, surely <laughs> yeah. she did. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies, because look at the, uh, look at the girl look, we've look got today. Look where she's ended up. Hey, yeah, yeah, right here with that. us too, Mags. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to ask you now, Mags, who Ooh. was the female or females that you were that you sort of looked to as role models growing up? Oh, cripes. Um, I've got to take it right back to high school when we, or when the head teacher obviously recruited PE staff that were sports specific. I don't know if that still happens now within high schools, but we had a netball teacher, we had a hockey teacher, rugby teacher, football teacher. And, you know, they clearly saw something within me that I didn't. And I think we talk about now, if you are an athlete, or one of these people who plays across all sports, you can usually pinpoint them to a particular sport. So I think I started off as just throwing myself at every single sport. Because I could jump, I think she decided, oh, let's try her at netball. And this was uh, Miss Ainsgore and Miss, Mrs. Wright. And as a consequence of them having that belief in me, because I just fl- flung myself all over the place at, you know, back in the day, <laughs> but they, they kind of calmed me down and um, got me to a place where I actually began to learn my craft. I wanted to play shooter like everybody wants to play shooter. Now you would not get me anywhere near the end of that car <laughs> because I couldn't hit a band <laughs> with a banjo, but I was tall. And then they thought, let's just try with the other end. And I've never looked back since. But when I went away to club at 15, I, from Huddersfield, but was asked to go across to Leeds because it was at that time the performance club. And the most inspirational person there for me was a, a fellow goal defence called uh, Tamsin Morris. 
And Tammy didn't do a lot of talking in the circle. It was just a case of just grab you by your skirt, grab you by your shoulder, throw you across here, shout, grunt, scream at you. But I kind of learned my craft with her, just watching her and playing with her and learning the hard way. You know, you, you get knocked over, you miss balls. But she was just inspirational because I just thought she was amazing. Absolutely amazing just to watch her play. And I learned so much from her. And yeah. you've both, you know, reflected on that now and, and spoken so passionately about those people. What kind of feeling does that give you when you look back to that time in your life and you think about the people that have sort of spurred you on? I mean, I, I think I just you just feel very lucky, you know, to have those people in, in your life and, and that somebody cared enough to kind of take the time to do things for you. Like school teachers... Um, especially they don't have to do these things they're, they're not paid anymore to to put extra effort in and, and they genuinely care and and the mm. same for the best the best coaches out there as well like if when someone genuinely cares about you know what happens to you and, and who you become it, it does leave a lasting impact and the fact that we can both name our high school teachers I mean mm. that was that was yeah, a long that, time ago it was a while ago it was a while ago no but it is it's, it's a really lovely thing to be able yeah. to reflect I mean on. <laughs> At that age, at 15, I mean, I, I lost my dad at 15 and oh. the transition from, from a small, well, I say small town, it's quite a big town, but across to Leeds, it came at the right time for me because I needed something at the loss of my father. And and Tammy was not just the, the inspiration on the court, but she was the person I could talk to, you know, when you had the little moments when you had a wobble, you know, she talked me through it. And, you know, I will be eternally grateful to her for being that shoulder to cry on and also that person I could confide in and learn my netball from. That is incredible. And those people, like you say, have helped shape yeah. not just what you're doing, but who you are today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we are very thankful. And I'm sure if you listening now, I have no doubt that someone will have come to your mind. If you were listening to that, everybody has that one, at least one person where mm. they go, for me, it was you. So feel free to tweet us or use any of our socials at My Netball Nation and let us know. You can thank, if there was a woman or a role model in your life, thank them. Yeah, for sure. It'd be so good just to give people a shout out because, you know, a lot of the time, these people don't even know. Like, it, and it might be from like we're talking about like twenty years ago, yeah. and the the fact that you you will still remember is is massive. Definitely. So they deserve the credit. They deserve a shout out. It might be someone that's in your life right now, and we'll give that to them. We'll oh, give them that. Alternatively, shout out. it would be lovely if they are listening to these podcasts. It would be lovely if Tammy Morris. Or, you know, Miss Ainscoe or Mrs. Wright, <laughs> if they were just rung in to say we're still out there and, you know, we're still doing sport in some way, shape or form. Yes. Do you know what? If you know any of the people that Sarah or Mags have just mentioned, or if you are those people, get in touch with us. It's like, we'll... long, like long lost family this yeah, now, yeah. isn't it? I feel like to be a Oh, ladies, thank you so much. Because that was really nice. Mm. It was lovely for me to hear that about your lives as well. Uh, we're going to move on to a part of the show that you're, you're not as uh, keen on. Do you know what I'm going to say? Predictions. Predictions. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you've not brought your, your purse with you. So, no, I'm, so I'm getting cocky now. You're confident. Let's uh, hear then. Let's hear it. Round 10 sees a Super Saturday of netball. Eight of the teams in action. So we've got Bath v Dragons. Go. Bath will win, but notoriously they struggle against Dragons. So I think it'll be quite tight. I have to agree with Sarah. Um, and it will be one of those. It will be a dogfight. Right. I just can just say it, but I think Bath will do it. So you're either both uh, dishing the money out or saving it on yeah. that one. Uh, Storm v Sirens. Storm, Storm will win that. Yeah, I think. Both agreed again. Yeah, yeah no, this is weird. Are you both feeling all right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I think Storm will win it at home, okay. especially. Mavs v Thunder. 
Good this one. is the one where I put a question mark. Oh, oh Matt, have you been looking beforehand? <laughs> I just turn up. I, I have no idea who's playing other than us. <laughs> well, no, I just, this is why haven't. I'm losing. I'm just winging <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. She hasn't got that time. She's a busy coach. <laughs> yeah. um, I put a question mark on this one because we've already discussed the fact that Mavs are just going like this, you know, from 0 to 60, you know, going and just climbing beautifully. And yet, you know, Thunder, a um, few rocky bumps in the road, but yet they, they keep coming back. So I'm going to have get, to get off the splinters fence. from something yeah, on that fence. I know, I know. I'm going to go Mavs. Mavs. Oh, good, because I'm going to go Thunder. Nice. This is this is more like yeah. it. Yeah. Right, uh, Pulse at home to Stars as well. Oh. Your turn to go first on this one. <laughs> this is a goodie. Mm. See, yeah, Stars are on an upward trajectory. Pulse, uh, I mean, who knows what Pulse are doing week to week. It's... Uh, and that's what makes it so unpredictable to call this one. Yeah, I mean, Pulse could win by 20 or they could lose. So I'm going to go Stars, I think. Stars? I'm going to go Pulse. Nice. Thank you very much for disagreeing mm. on a few there. You're welcome. Well, of course, as always, we will revisit that next week and see who's putting the hand in the pocket. Yes. Uh, now, Sarah, you've got a really tough task because, of course, as we touched on earlier, you're facing Wasps at home in Monday's Sky Sports fixture. Last time you faced Wasps, no Let's offense. Not talk about that. You took, yeah, absolutely thrashing. Uh, can you improve on that performance in the future? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't we all? Uh, I mean, it might be time to pack it in if we, if, if we don't. Um, <laughs> no, but just, I mean, now that you know that they've been beaten, does mm. that almost mentally make you go, right, even more, it's even more doable now? Um, yes and no, because I think the fact that Wasps have been beaten will probably have, have kicked them into another gear in terms of, you know, we've got to make sure our prep's on point, we've got to do everything we can. So I don't think they're going to be any easier um, to beat, but I think from our point of view, like I've said before, we've got nothing to lose. So we go into that game as underdogs. Um, they're top of the league, but we are also coming off the back of four wins. So if you don't feel good about that and just basically getting a free crack at the champions, yes. then why? Like This is great. the most positive I've ever heard you talk about your girls. It's amazing. <laughs> and do you know what? The, the majority of Sarah's team have beaten Wasps previously in two previous seasons. So psychologically, they know that they can turn them over. They just know that they have to bring the best game to do it. Absolutely. And uh, I hate to put you on the spot, Mags, but who's your money on? I'm going to go Loughborough. No, she is. No, because they have done it before. Because she knows if, seen... if they don't, we'll, if she doesn't, we'll win. And then she'll have to cough <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That is it, isn't it? Reverse yeah. psychology. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, ladies, before we wrap up, have you got anything at all that you'd like to add to the show? I think I'm good. You good? Oh, Right. Um, no, I've, I've, I've got, got nothing, nothing this week. I think we've know, covered everything. That's never happened, but it has been a particularly long podcast. It, it has it's been, been long. Great. It's, it's been, been lovely. And it's been really nice as well, uh, getting to know Stacey a bit. So thank you, Stacey. Thank you very much for joining us. And hopefully she's Just can't let me now. have anything, can she? <laughs> <laughs> right, do you know what? I'm wrapping this up before we get into this again. Oh, hang on a minute. Sarah's saying that, but Stacey made it quite clear, clear. in that podcast. Who wears <laughs> the pants? Yeah, do you know what? Mental note made. There, yes. isn't it? Right, as I say, this week's show must come to an end but before we love you and leave you um, just a quick reminder that if you've enjoyed the podcast we want you to like subscribe everything on mynetballnation.com follow us on all the social platforms at mynetballnation a good luck of course to Stacey your fiance as well yeah, for, yes. for the upcoming season we'll be we're going to try and get her back on and have a chat with her and see how everything's going see how wedding plan is going and everything is there <laughs> as well and um, ladies that's it from me I'll see you next week see it's you been then. a pleasure bye, bye. This is Nepal Nation.